Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takesta, and I'm very honored to be your host for this seminar as we talk about filters and coatings to help people who have low vision. As many of you may know from your own personal experience or in talking with friends or family members who do have low vision, lighting is a very, very important condition. The lighting conditions can make the difference as to whether or not a person is able to see or if they're not able to see. I remember that when I first began to lose vision, I wasn't able to read unless I had additional lighting. I would carry a flashlight with me to restaurants so that I could see, even if it was in the bright daylight. And when I went outside in the direct sunlight, often it was so bright that I really wasn't even able to see where I was walking until I started to use different types of sunglasses. So tonight, we have invited two people who are from the iCoat company here in Santa Fe Springs, California, where they do produce some of the highest quality types of lenses, filters, and other coatings. So I'd like to introduce first, we have Allison Igawa. Welcome, Allison. Thank you for having us. Yes, it's really our pleasure to have you. And we'd also like to introduce Mr. Pfeiffer. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Bill. I appreciate it. I look forward to talking with everybody. Yes, well, I know that you have so many bits of new different types of information, and we're all really looking forward to hearing about that. And and first of all, Allison, would you be able to explain to us what is your position in iCoat, and what is it that iCoat actually does? A lot of people aren't familiar with the optics and how lenses are produced for glasses. Thank you. I'm the Director of Operations at iCode Company, and we're located, as you mentioned, in Santa Fe Springs, California. And we're a full surfacing lab and coating lab. We operate 24 hours, seven days a week, producing, as you mentioned, high-quality lenses. Um, we also do um, a specialized in sportswear with high prescriptions. I think, Dr. Bill, you may have um, had the pleasure of using our products. And coatings, as you mentioned, anti-reflective coatings, we have in various um, color, you know, color hues, and we have different processes. And I think Tom will go into the different coatings and lenses and filters through the lecture. Okay, great. Thank you. And I want to tell you one thing and one thing for all the audience. You know, there are times that we find that there may be a strange colored lens that really improves the vision of people with low vision. For example, many people who have retinitis pigmentosa, they respond very well to a red tinted lens. But Many of our patients, they do not want to be seen wearing red lenses in public because it's not very common. So some of the things that we can ask iCoat to do is to place a colored mirror coating, such as a cool blue mirror coating that looks like the glasses that skateboarders wear, 
and these patients will still get the benefits of the red lens. But when people look at them, these kids, they look like they're wearing the latest in sporting sunglasses, and they're very, very happy with it. So that's one example of how iCoat's able to help us as doctors to design glasses that not only function well, but look cool. And Mr. Pfeiffer, tell us, what is your position at iCoat? So as Director of uh, Sales and Marketing, uh, I am responsible for all of our marketing efforts as far as new products go, uh, a little bit involved with product development. Uh, I also have a sales team that calls on uh, independent doctor's offices as well as uh, uh, chain retail and uh, HMO and insurance businesses. Uh, as Allison mentioned, we also do uh, a substantial business in sports eyewear where we uh, do the fulfillment, the RX fulfillment, for some of the largest sunglass manufacturers in the country. Um, and I also uh, work with uh, very close with our customer service team and production team here at iCoat to uh, serve our customers as well as make sure that new products are introduced uh, and that we're able to produce those new products and produce them in a timely manner uh, in a high quality and a consistent manner. Well, thank you. That's very, very impressive. And one of the things that you had mentioned that most people don't know is that it is your company that is putting the lenses in many of these different types of sunglasses that one might find at the sunglass stores. Is that correct? That's correct. Well, you know, first of all, Mr. Piper, I want you to talk to us about what are the different types of filters and tints that are available. You know, I know as an eye doctor that patients always come in and they will purchase a pair of very dark sunglasses. These are people who may have diabetic retinopathy or glaucoma, and they're having difficulty seeing in the bright light. And they say, I bought these sunglasses, and these were the darkest ones that I could find. I paid $10 for them at Venice Beach. But when I put them on, I don't see well. I can't see where I'm walking. Or they may say that I get a headache. And tell us, why is it that most people don't know about all the other colored filters that are, in fact, available? Well, unfortunately, I believe it's probably because they're not presented with those options. Um, just like, you know, we, we deal uh, almost exclusively, our, our DNA is based in AR coatings, and still to this day, AR coating sales in the U.S. are, you know, less than 30%. And different studies have shown that when a consumer is asked about AR coating, they really like the features and benefits and would purchase it, but when further asked about it, they were never discussed that or never presented with that option at the dispensary. And I think the same is true with a lot of the color filters, polarized lenses, transition lenses, and even some of the more specialized AR coatings that are being made today, for instance, to block blue light. Uh, they've, they've been, the color filters have been available for a very long time, but I, I don't believe a lot of dispensaries take the time to present those options to the consumers. Yes, and I think that that's absolutely true, that many times the eye doctors, they will primarily show somebody a gray sunglass, 
others may show them Bashalam Ray-Bans. So some people might be experienced with looking through the greenish-tinted lenses. Um, but as we do know, for people with low vision, many times it's yellow, orange, and brown that really have the most benefit of improving the contrast for those people who have low vision. Now, what are some of the different types of discussions that you feel is most important that you present tonight? Well, I think, you know, there's a couple of different avenues to to talk about. You know, one is color filters, just simply using color-tinted lenses. And coincidentally, very recently, we met with a company, and maybe some of of your people are familiar with it, uh, that makes a product called Lux IQ. Excuse me. And what this instrument does, um, you can go onto their website, Lux IQ website. Uh, it's basically a, a, a very small lighted device that helps determine the proper color or the most comfortable color for a patient. Uh, it's currently on, if you're probably familiar with Mattingly, low vision. They make, they sell and make a lot of different low vision tools. This diagnostic tool is on there. And it's, from what I know, it's one of the first ones that is really a scientific diagnostic tool that you that can be used to determine the proper, most comfortable color and brightness of light for low vision patients. There's a couple of different adjustments you can do on this tool as a patient looks through a lighted surface at their a reading material or in a picture or whatever, and you can adjust the colors and you can adjust the brightness to where the patient is most comfortable. And then from that, uh, certain colors, filters are prescribed, as well as there's a reference guide for patients to purchase light bulbs of certain lumens based on the measurement or the diagnostics that was done. And I think it's a really neat product uh, we're going to bring it with us to Vision Expo and talk to more people about it at Vision Expo and see really how much interest there is and if this can be something that's more widely accepted or included in more of the basic eye exams that doctors do. Yes, we, we had the pleasure of meeting with them, and this is, to my knowledge, the only particular type of testing tool that a person could look inside this little device and they can adjust the color as well as brightness as what right. is best for them. And we right. as doctors could then measure what is going to be the specific color temperature. What a yep. lot of people aren't aware of is the fact that colored light is something that is specific to each light bulb. For example, even though we all purchase white bulbs, the amount of color that's in each bulb varies. Some light bulbs may be a little reddish. Others might be a little bluish. Others may be slightly green. And with these different spectrums of color, many people with low vision will find that they could tolerate a particular type of color and others that they don't. Now, one of the things, Mr. Pfeiffer, I'd like for you to talk about then is that the sun does produce all of these different colors of light 
but it is the blue light that the studies have shown is the most damaging to the retina. So in other words, for people who have macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, retinitis pigmentosa, and especially for those people who have had cataract surgery, the retina is very, very at risk to this type of blue light. And your company has lenses and coatings, you stated, that will filter out the blue light. Can you tell us about that? Sure. And, you know, when we look at, at blue light in the visible spectrum, we kind of break it down into two segments. There's harmful blue light and there's beneficial blue light. Um, the beneficial blue light is a little bit higher in the spectrum, you know, around 470 and above. And the harmful or damaging blue light is is on the lower end of the spectrum, and that's the light that we try to address or eliminate. And we can do that two different ways. So there's now lens materials or lens substrates that are made uh, of different materials of plastic or high-index or mid-index, but with some different chemicals or materials in it that actually absorb the bad blue light. Uh, the lens is not perfectly clear, but it's very close to it. Previous versions were, as you mentioned earlier, yellow or amber and had quite a bit of color to it, uh, even to where a lot of consumers didn't like to wear them because they don't like a yellow or a brown or, you know, any kind of tinted lens. The new lenses that are hitting the market very recently and that we carry are almost completely clear indoors uh, and outdoors. And then in addition, and, and, and are very effective at blocking 100% of the harmful blue light. And then in addition, we've developed an AR coating that it has a kind of a violet blue reflective color, and it reduces the harmful blue light by about 30 or 35%, uh, again, in the, in the harmful part of the spectrum, while still uh, giving you excellent light transmission of, you know, well over 99% throughout the entire visible spectrum. So if you combine these new lens materials with these new coatings, we can pretty much completely eliminate the harmful blue light from reaching the eye. And that is really, really a major breakthrough because for years when we would recommend uh, filters that would protect their eyes from the blue, people said, I'm not wearing yellow lenses. I'm not wearing these orange lenses. And, Mr. Pfeiffer, what is the name of that one of the specific types of lenses, the material that you, you carry that our listeners could ask for that do filter out the blue light? One company that manufactures a lens and that we market using their name is called Blue Tech, B-L-U-T-E-C-H. And if you order a Blue Tech lens, you'll get a lens that pretty much completely blocks the harmful blue light. And then again, in addition, we can put uh, our indigo coating on top of that. There's also another material called Hyvex, H-I-V-E-X. And that Hyvex is a mid-index material, uh, 1.56, that again is almost completely clear. Uh, and that lens also blocks pretty close to 100% of harmful blue light. And with the, the mid-index that you're referring to, 
what does that what does that really mean? Does that mean that the lenses will be thinner? It's a, so it's a, it, plastic lens is a 149 index, and then the higher you go, the denser the material, so the thinner the lens. Typically, a high-index lens is a 160 or a 167 or even a 17. Uh, this being a 156, it's called a mid-index. It would be slightly thinner than a standard plastic lens, but not as thin as a polycarbonate or a 160-167 So for all of you listeners out there, sometimes you might have a higher prescription and your lenses start to become a little thicker. And your doctor can recommend one of these different higher index lenses so that your glasses will not only filter out the blue light, but they'll look thinner. And I remember the first time that I received my first high index lens, I was so surprised at how pretty the glasses looked because no longer were they Coke bottles. Mr. Pfeiffer, are there any high index lenses that do filter out the the blue light? Yes, there's also a, a 167 index, which is a high index, and that'll also be, we'll also sell that under the Hyvex name. So you could order a Hyvex 156 or a Hyvex 167, and the 167 being the highest index, which would then give you the thinnest lens. Great. Now, what about another lens that I have I have used in the past, uh, and maybe some of our audience people have used it, um, and the name of it is the Trivex lens. Is that actually a lens that does filter out 100% of the blue light, or is it filtering less than 100%? Less than 100%. <clears throat> uh, the Trivex is, uh, is again, a mid-index. It's actually a one3 5.3 index lens, very good Abbey value, very good optical qualities to it, uh, but it does not filter blue light at all. You would need to apply, for instance, the indigo AR coating to it, or even a, a little bit of a, a tint or a filter color and the indigo AR coating. Oh, that's great news to know. So uh, sometimes what's advertised may not be 100% accurate then. Correct. The Trivex blocks 100% UV light, but not blue light. Oh, okay. Okay, there's a big difference there. Now, yeah. tell us a little bit more about this indigo coating. And is that an anti-reflective coating as well, or is it just a, a coating that has sort of like this purplish tint to it? It absolutely is an anti-reflective coating. Um, we apply it to both sides of the lens, the, the front and the back. Uh, it has a very good light transmission. We typically measure the performance of an AR coating by the light transmission. You want to get as close to 100% light transmission as possible. And with indigo, it's about 99.4, 99.5, depending on what material it's applied to. Uh, it also has very good scratch-resistant property as well as oleophobic and hydrophobic properties that make it very easy to clean and maintain. Let's go ahead and, and let's continue on this discussion as we're talking about anti-reflective coatings, also known as AR coatings. One of the things that I was really very surprised with is that it truly does improve 
the night vision of many people who have glaucoma or retinitis pigmentosa. And for those types of patients who do have difficulty seeing at night, they may stumble over curbs and steps and things. What is the best type of AR coding to help a person for their night vision? Would it be that a person should use one of the indigo AR coats, or are there others that you recommend for those who specifically want to see better at night? Nighttime, really, to eliminate the glare and, and reflections you get off different surfaces from different lights, headlights, taillights, streetlights, and that that's really the objective. And pretty much any high-quality AR coating will do that for you. Indigo, by, by reducing the amount of blue light, you do get a little better contrast, which to some people would probably be a little more comfortable at night. So if there was one that I had to pick to use for night driving or, or you know, if around the city at night or whatever, I would probably pick the indigo because of the added benefit of reducing the blue light, therefore increasing the contrast a little bit. Yes. But that, again, that yeah, makes so much sense, though, because it is yeah. the blue light that scatters okay. in the eye and causes okay. the glare. It's very, yep. very okay. good. Now, another property of the ache R coats that I think people also really aren't aware of is the fact that it keeps your lenses or your glasses cleaner. Can you talk about that, how these AR coats don't allow the lenses to get as dirty? Sure. So um, I think ARs have come quite a ways in the last uh, 8 to 10 years. Uh, I know when I used to dispense many years ago, I was afraid to sell AR coatings because I thought they were going to you know, come off. And I had a lot of patients coming back in very short periods of time, very unhappy with maintaining AR coatings. Today, we do a couple of things to really make that a lot better. The most important thing that we've done is we we address the, the substrate that the AR is applied to. So in the past, as a custom coder, AR coder like we are, we would receive lenses from hundreds of different laboratories. They would all ask us to apply an AR coating and send it back to us. The problem was each of those different laboratories has a different process the way they make the lenses, they might use a different hard coat that they apply on the lens to, to give it some scratch resistance, yet we're supposed to put one AR coating on it and, you know, get a very durable, scratch-resistant, easy-to-clean product. And that was very hard to do. So today what we do is any lens that comes in, the first thing we do is we apply our hard coat to both the front and the back of the lens. And that gives us a very hard, strong, stable surface on which to apply an AR coating. And by doing that, the AR coating that we apply is much more durable. It's much more compact onto the surface of the lens, which makes it more scratch resistant. And then we apply uh, hydrophobic or oleophobic coatings as the last layer. Hydrophobic repels water. Oleophobic repels fingerprints and grease and oil. And by having these coatings or these final layers on it, you make a very smooth surface, so it's very easy to wipe. And if there are fingerprints on it or oils from the face or the skin, they wipe off very easily and they don't smear. And this is how it becomes much easier.
easier to maintain and take care of your glasses. And because these surfaces are now so slippery, that also adds quite a bit to the scratch resistance of the product because nothing can kind of dig in to scratch. So you get a more durable product, more scratch-resistant product, easier to clean, and also all of our coatings, AR and mirror coatings, are static-free. A lot of coatings in the market, as you wipe them, you create a static charge on the lens where lint and dust is attracted back to the lens, making it where you have to clean it again and clean it more frequently. Ours being static neutral or static free, they stay cleaner longer, allowing for longer durability, less maintenance, less wiping. And uh, what do you recommend in terms of when you do have an AR coat on your glasses? Can you just use your T-shirt and clean it or... Is it recommended that you use a special solution and a cloth? The, the recommendation and what we should all always recommend to our, our patients is to get the glasses wet first. That's maybe not always possible, but that should be our recommendation. Get the glasses wet, rinse them under, you know, the, the sink, or uh, uh, you can use a, you know, a lens cleaner. There's a lot of different ones made today and wipe it with a soft Gray outdoors 
and you can get gray option, you can get a brown option, or you can get a gray green or graphite green, similar to the old B&L green, uh, also as an option. Those are the three basic transitions. Then they also have transitions extra active, which starts out a little bit darker. So someone that wants or doesn't find a little bit of color indoors and wants a little bit darker product outdoors, there's extra active. There's also now another product called Transition Vantage. And this is a very interesting product and the first one of its kind. It actually, as it darkens, it becomes polarized. Uh, oh. So it starts out virtually clear indoors. As it's exposed to UV light and sunlight, it darkens almost to a, a dark sunglass color, not as dark as a, you know, a, 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 a normal sunglass lens. Uh, but it becomes polarized, and it has polarized properties outdoors. And that's becoming a very popular lens, uh, great for water sports and skiing and uh, anything where there's a lot of glare involved, and a polarized lens is a, a, an option. Now, the polarized lenses have been around for many years, but this transitions advantage. This is the first time we have a lens that will change from being clear to tinted, and it will become polarized. And can you tell the audience what is the significance of a polarized lens? Um, why should someone invest in a polarized sunglass as compared to just a regular sunglass? Well, the, excuse me, the glare reduction is really the, the greatest feature of a polarized lens. Because of the structure of the lens and the way that it's made, Polarized lenses reduce glare uh, very efficiently off horizontal surfaces, off water, off snow, off sidewalks, off grass, off uh, anything that uh, uh, UV, <clears throat> excuse me, UV light or visible light reflects off of. Uh, and they're a very effective filter for that. Tinted lenses just reduce light transmission. Polarized lenses reduce light transmission, as well as glare. A gray three tinted lens, all it's going to do is reduce the amount of light that passes through. But if I take a gray three polarized lens, it not only reduces the amount of light going through, but it will also reduce that glare that I get off you know, car windshields or a shiny car or a wet surface. That's a big benefit uh, to polarized lenses. Yes, it, it is absolutely remarkable. I remember the first time I looked through a regular gray lens, which was very dark, and it did darken everything that I saw on the sidewalk, but there was still a bright, shiny glare reflection of the sun bouncing off the sidewalk. And when I then put on the dark gray polarized, everything was darker, but there was no shiny reflected glare spot. It literally went away. And... That is why it is so helpful for people with low vision to use the polarized lenses. And when you talk, uh, Mr. Pfeiffer, about the transitions advantage, is that also available in the three different colors? Right now it's available only in gray and brown. Okay. And I would, I, would, I would mention, too, that a full-time polarized lens is a, a slightly more efficient polarized filter than the 
vantage lens. The vantage, the, we measure polarized efficiency by you know how good the filter is, and most of them measure around 90, 90, 95, 96 percent efficiency. The vantage is more in the 75 to 80 percent efficiency. So it's not if if someone's full time outside like skiing, I would say you need a pair of full time polarized glasses. If someone's going in and out of the car and they like the benefit of the polarized, that's where I think the vantage or in and out of building businesses, I think that's where the vantage is more appropriate. But if I'm going skiing, you know, this winter for the whole day on a bright, sunny day, I'm wearing my full-time polarized. I'm not wearing my Vantage. Now, you know, there's many times that patients will say that they have purchased transitions glasses. And when they're driving in a car with somebody, they say that their glasses don't get dark enough. And is there a transitions lens now that will get dark when the person is riding in the car with a friend or a family member? Yeah, so two things to, to, to that. The transitions uh, lenses are activated by UV light. And the windows and windshield in our cars block most UV light. That's why a transitions lens will not darken inside a car. However, the extra active lens from transitions does darken behind the windshield or in a car uh, very effectively, as well as there's another lens from transitions I forgot to mention called DriveWare. And DriveWare is really for more a, a low light, maybe dawn or dusk or overcast day type lens. It changes from an amber to a darker brown. Uh, very comfortable, again, not for a super bright day, uh, but it changes very nice inside a car, and it's ideal for, again, dawn, dusk, or, you know, overcast days. So driveware and extra active both will change behind the windshield of a car. You know, that is just so amazing. All of these advances in lens technology, you know, because these things weren't there, and I remember the old days when people were so excited about the photo gray extra. It was yeah. a glass lens that would turn dark, but, you know, they were very heavy, and, and they weren't safe if you're going to play sports. That's right. Now, what would you say is some of the greatest developments in terms of different lens types for people with low vision? Uh, is there anything that is new that is available for people who have problems with glare and their low vision? For example, are there yellow or amber or brown lenses that are polarized? Because we find that most patients who do have macular degeneration or Stargardt disease, diabetic retinopathy, they really respond very well to yellow orange, amber, and brown, because they say it increases the contrast. But are there polarized lenses available in those colors now? There are, but the material availability is not very good. So, uh, for instance, I can get several different colors, a yellow, a light brown, an orange, in standard CR39 material. They're not available in polycarbonate. They're not available in mid-index. They're not available in high-index. Uh, so there are some limitations still to what's out there. 
Okay, so for people who do have a, a somewhat moderate prescription, uh, these lenses could work very well. But if they have very thick glasses, uh, right. it, it may not be quite as available for them. Correct. Right. Go ahead. What, what about some of these other types of lenses that are available that would Im- imitate or be similar to the Bosch Shalom G15 and the G31, that greenish colored lens? Um, in the past, I know that Bosch Shalom would make their lenses for their sunglasses, and they would make it in only a glass material. So a lot mm-hmm. of people were concerned about playing sports or riding a bicycle and wearing these types of sunglasses from Ray-Ban because they were glass lenses. Are there other companies or other lens types that your company makes that would be that same green color that are made in plastic that won't shatter? Yeah, but so with the, the Bausch & Loam G15 lens, that was they basically cast that lens from a G15 color glass. Uh, what we would do to mimic that in a plastic or a high-index lens is simply tint the lens. Um, but we we do also, with some of our colors, uh, we get very precise with them because we're because of our history or background in coatings, we have a lot of instrumentation here, spectral photometers and things that we can really look at you know, the visible spectrum and the where the lens is blocking what light and in, you know, what part of the spectrum and all that. So we maybe are a little more careful than some other labs in trying to mimic some of those colors. But I could pretty much make a Ray-Ban G15 in any material that you like. The, the problem is when we tint them or dye the lenses, eventually that color is going to fade. It might not be for three, four years down the road, but that color will begin to fade out of the lens, unlike a glass lens. That Ray-Ban G15, that will stay like that for 60 years, and it will never change color. Uh, but a plastic-type material that's been tinted, that will fade a little bit after time. But we can we can mimic pretty much any color almost perfectly. Wow, that's just really amazing. So, for example, if a patient has a prescription, they're nearsighted, farsighted, or astigmatism, you are able to tint any of these different lenses. If we want a conventional lens or we need a mid-index lens that will make it a bit thinner or if we want a lens that's going to filter out the blue wavelengths of light or if we want a lens that's going to be a high-index lens to make them super thin, you can alter the color, you can put on the coatings, you can put in their prescription. All of these can be done for a person's glasses. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I would mention with, with low vision, you know, you obviously a lot of patients have high prescriptions. There's also some new technology in the way we surface lenses, and that's called digital surfacing and or freeform surfacing. And there's a technique that we have where, that we call lenticular where we can significantly thin the edges of a minus lens or the center thickness of a plus lens to reduce thickness by 30, 40, 50% over 
it's a really neat technology that's only been around maybe a year or two. Uh, and it, we call it, again, lenticular or edge thinning. And we can take a very high prescription and make it the cosmetics look very, very nice on it. And then, as you mentioned, you put a, a, a filter or color on it and then put a mirror coating on it and put it in a neat frame. No one would even know that that patient is wearing a minus 10 with a yellow filter, you know, behind that mirror and with the lenticular lens. Wow, that's amazing. So as a doctor, and we have other doctors on the call tonight, we would order a lens to your company and we would say we want it to have the digital surfacing lenticular design. Is that what we would ask for? Yes, or digital surfacing with edge thinning. Yes, exactly. That is amazing. That is, oh, my gosh, you know, that is is what so many people want. They really do. With the software that we have here, our lens management system, what we use to calculate, we could also, you know, you could call and say, this is the prescription, these are the dimensions of the frame, this is the PD, what would be the thinnest you could get this? And we could real quick run it through our computer and try the different materials or try the lenticular, the edge thinning, and tell you within a couple minutes, your best option is you know, 167 with lenticular or you don't need the lenticular. We can get it thin without. So the technology has come a long way where pretty quickly we can tell you exactly what those glasses are going to look like as far as cosmetically and lens thickness and even weight. We could tell you in grams how much each lens will weigh. Wow, that's, that is really fantastic. Well, you know, before we open it up to questions, I want to summarize because there's so much data here. But I think that the main thing that we learned tonight from Mr. Pfeiffer and Ms. Igawa is the fact that there are so many options available with different types of lenses, and these different types of lenses can alter the thickness of your glasses. They all can be treated to be a specific color lens that can be identified from your eye doctor measuring your vision through these different visual measuring devices that determine what color and brightness works best for you. We also know that there's coatings that could be put on to reduce glare. There's polarized lenses if you're going to be near reflected light and reflected glare. And all of these things could be done in conventional frames, so your glasses look really great. For those people who have problems with seeing contrast, yellow, amber, orange, and brown really do increase the contrast very, very much. We also know that for people with conditions such as retinitis pigmentosa, a red lens often works very, very well when they're in the direct sunlight. With those with glaucoma, we find very frequently that with glaucoma, a green-tinted lens works well in the direct sunlight, But for each patient, it's really individualized, and we can use these different types of light meters to find out what is going to be the best color, the best brightness, and the best filter for you. So at this time, I'd like to invite all of you, if you have a question for Mr. Pfeiffer, unmute your phone by pressing star six. Go ahead and introduce your first name and... uh, Ask Mr. Pfeiffer a question. 
Tom, this is Tom from Wyoming. Yes, go okay. ahead, Mr. Tom. Okay, I've got uh, my regular glasses. Are plat they have plastic lenses, and they each lens has a very large bubble in the middle of it. Okay, and I was told that I can't tint or coat these plastic lenses, and so therefore, for the last 15 or so years, I've been wearing. Uh, fit over sunglasses, you know, which are large sunglasses that go over them. And they're rose-colored, and that seems to be my best color. From what I've gleaned from this discussion is I can go back into my optometrist and talk to him and very possibly get a lens in my regular glasses that is not only thinner but also has the right coating on it to help me uh, reduce glare. Is that correct? That is correct. And w w when you say, you know, a lens with a bubble, I believe you probably mean a what we call a lenticular myodip. So you have a very high plus prescription. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, I do. It's very, it's okay. a very thick bubble. Yes. Right. So, yeah, there, there may be some options that we can reduce that thickness by either using a spheric design or by using the digital lens with the edge thinning. And absolutely that lens, in either case, either in the state it is now, as you say, with the bubble or in a new version, uh, can be tinted. Because what we can do, some, some lens materials don't tint very well themselves, like, for instance, a polycarbonate. Uh, it doesn't absorb tint very well. But what we do is we apply a tintable coating to it, and then we tint the tintable coating. So there's ways around. I can tint, I can tint pretty much any lens material uh, there is because I can apply a tintable hard coating to it. So should be, the answer should be yes to both, both parts of that. Set. So if I consult with my optometrist, and talk to him about the name of your company, he can consult with you folks and come up with the correct lens and the correct coating. Sure. I'd be, I'd be more than happy to talk with him. Absolutely. Okay, and your company, your company there, Mr. Pfeiffer, is I-Coat. It's letter I-C-O-A-T? That is correct. And the phone number? 800 uh, and uh, one more time, please. 800-832-2628. Thank you. I'll get, that, I'll get that number from you later, Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. I have good information. Thank you. My pleasure. Good luck, Tom. Okay, next question for Mr. Pfeiffer. Um, my name is Denise. I'm from Central California. I've got average vision, but I'm really glare sensitive, so um, I wear polycarbonate lenses that I paid extra to have a polarized coating put on. It's amber. Um, but you mentioned earlier that you can't do that, so did I get ripped off? <laughs> well, maybe it's, maybe it's just a matter of the terminology. So a uh, polarized lens is, yeah, polarized is not a coating. It's a lens. Uh, you can get a polarized polycarbonate in brown or gray, maybe in amber. So I don't know that you got 
ripped off. No, I mean if if uh, if it, you know if they told you it's polarized, it should be polarized. That should reduce the glare considerably. Uh, do you have a hard oh, they, time? They are. They're, they're wonderful. Hard... I, I wear them all the time. <laughs> yeah, doors. So you have a hard time like looking at LED lights or the lights on your you know radio or uh, oh. gas station. That yeah. Yeah, they just drive me okay. crazy. So that's, that's, that's polarized lens then, for sure, yes. Okay, because it, it's helping me. I just didn't want to pay for something I didn't get, so thank you very much. No, it sounds like you got it. The only thing maybe, I don't know if you had have an AR coating on there as well. AR coating would probably also, you'd benefit from that also. Okay, thank you. Does, does anybody else have a question for Mr. Pfeiffer? I have a question. This is Connie. Hi, Connie from Oklahoma. Yes. Yes. Go right ahead. Thank you. I have a pair of red lens um, glasses, and they work very well for me except for the glare. Can you add a coating to a pair of glasses that are already made? We we can. I can physically do it. Uh, we, we, we don't always do it because it depends on the condition of the glasses. So if they're still fairly new and they're, you know, scratch-free and all that, yeah, oh, no they problem. Are. I've only had them about a year. Yeah, you know, we we probably can. If there's some scratches and, uh, you know, different damage to them or different you know, problems with them, when we apply the coating, those are just going to become more apparent. So if the lenses are, are pretty clean and scratch-free, yes, they can be applied, no problem. And I would I would have to do this through my eye doctor? That's correct. Okay. If they really don't want to do it for you, contact Dr. Bill, and he can contact me, and I can put it on for you. Because, again, some places might want to sell you a new pair of lenses and say, well, we can't put it on lenses that are one-year-old. We can, we can physically put it on there. It might not look as great as when the lenses were brand new. That's why someone might kind of step back and say they don't want to do it. But if they give you any any hassle at all, contact Dr. Bill, and he can get a hold of me, and we'll put it on there for you. Okay, and this is like a mirrored lens, a mirrored coating that you put on there? No, we would put on an anti-reflective coating, which was basically exactly the opposite of a mirror. A mirror, we try and add reflection. Anti-reflective, we try and remove reflection. So I would put an anti-reflective coating on your lens to get rid of glare. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, they work very well except for the glare. Yep. Okay, I'll contact my eye doctor. Thank you. You're very and, welcome. And one idea for the future. I know you just purchased these glasses relatively recently, but as as Mr. Pfeiffer was talking about, in the future it may be beneficial for you to have a polarized lens. And then to add a red coating on top of it. When I purchased these glasses, I told them I need them polarized, and they said that it couldn't be done. That's why this is all such a surprise. <laughs> and that's why, yeah, a company such as iCoat, you know, with some very, very smart design, you could make a, a polarized lens red by using a polarized lens to begin with and then to coat it red. They don't come that way automatically. Right. We can also tint a polarized lens a little bit. I can start, for instance, with they have what's called a brown A. It's a very light-colored brown lens. And then I can add colored 
filter to it as well, not a coating. If I can change that brown lens, like putting it into a red dye and make it a little bit more red also. And then as an added benefit, it could also put a red mirror coating on it. So there's different ways to kind of get around it. Um, you know, a, a lot of opticians and doctor's offices try and keep their offerings very simple. Um, but there's a lot of different options and a lot of different ways we can go, especially in the low vision field. You know, there's different things we need to do to help these patients out. They're not all normal, you know, myopic patients. They have different needs, and therefore we have to have different coatings and different filters and different options or, you know, be creative a little bit on how we can kind of find solutions or help for, for some of those situations. Yes, that's what's so great about your company. You guys are so creative. You you have saved us so many times, so thank you. We have time for one more question. Does anybody else have a question for Mr. Pfeiffer? Yeah, this is Art and from California. Yes, go and, ahead, Mr. Art. Okay. Uh, Tom, uh, you mentioned at the earlier part of your discussion about uh, a piece of equipment that could, I, I guess, uh, help in, in figuring out what kind of uh color that uh, would be the optimum for low vision, but uh, I guess where where do we start to find someone that has that piece of equipment? So there's a a website called Mattingly Low Vision, um, A-T-T-I-N-G-L-Y, and they have the product there called Lux IQ, L-U-X-I-Q. Uh, Lux IQ is made by a company, uh, uh, the name, uh, it's a, the information is on this website, and the name of the company that actually makes this product is in here as well. I think there's some product information and even a demo you can look at. That's probably where it starts, maybe by asking Mattingly Low Vision or uh, Jasper Ridge, that's the name of the company that makes it. Yeah, they, maybe give you, they maybe could give you a list of doctors where this instrument is available. Yes, and okay. I think in Northern California, uh, I do know that it is that the VA in Palo Alto is using it. UC Berkeley School of Optometry is using it. And yes. what what I could do is I could go ahead and uh, accept any calls or email. So you guys can email me about that, and I will contact the folks at Lux IQ to find out where you might be able to get that type of evaluation. This is a very new device, and it's very very nice. So call me. Um, okay. My my phone number is three one zero. Five nine seven twenty five forty nine. That's five nine seven twenty five forty nine. Or maybe even better yet, send me an email at Doctor Bill Foundation. That's D R B I L L Foundation at Gmail dot com. Let me know where it is that you live, and I'll find out who has the Lux IQ for that particular type of uh, test. And uh, Art, yeah. I'll get that information for you, and I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a call later this week. Okay. Okay, sounds good. And uh, Mr. Pfeiffer, I just really want to tell you this has been really one of the most informative 
lectures that we've had, everything that you've told us is so practical, and it really applies to everybody here who's on the call. So I thank you very, very much. And would you please give us your contact information of your company and yourself or who we might call you or the doctors might call your company? Our website is www.icoatcompany.com, all spelled out, the letter I. C-O-A-T company.com. We have a lot of information about our different products on there. There's also contact information, our address. Uh, I give you the phone numbers already. Uh, My email address, if you want someone wants to send me an email directly, that's fine also. My email address is simply Tom, T-O-M, at icoatcompany.com. And I'm happy to answer any emails I get. Uh, if I don't know the answer, I'll try and find out or I'll refer you to someone else. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking with everyone. Oh, thank you. And one more time, please, your phone number, one more time. Sure. Phone number, toll free, 800-832-2628. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much, Mr. Pfeiffer. I want to thank all of you who attended this seminar this evening. I'd like to thank Mr. Dick Burden from Airs LA for recording this. And this will be up on the CCLVI webpage probably in about a week. And that will be available at www.cclvi.org. And it will also be available at airsla.org. That's A-I-R-S-L-A.org, where you could find the largest selection of free podcasts regarding vision, as well as popular magazines and what's new in technology for people with low vision. So until next month, I wish you all a very good evening, and thank you very, very much. <laughs>